With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Mikey, Mikey, can you hear me, Mikey? Over. Over and out, my brother. What's going on? All right, I want you to see if you can identify this sound. Right into this world, all alone. God takes your soul. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. The crow flies straight. Perfect line. Mike, uh, do you know where that's from? No, I do not. At first I thought it was Johnny Cash. Ah, that is the Sons of Anarchy show, man. The Sons of Anarchy show that everybody's been raving about. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a week 15 edition of Red vs. Blue, brought to you by your friends in the box at fftoolbox.com. Winners of the 2012 Most Accurate Draft Rankings awarded by Fantasy Pros. Over 100 of the biggest websites in the world participated, and your friends here at FF Toolbox came out on top. I'm your host, Scott Atkins, Team Legacy in the World of High Stakes Fantasy Football, and joined, as always, by the Big Blue co-host and most recently Roto Bowl League dominator, Michael Trent. Mikey, it's week 15. The Chargers just beat the Broncos. I'm going to ask you, the Broncos are obviously beatable, 
But right now, do you think they're the team to make the Super Bowl in the AFC? Wow. Very good question. Uh, I, I still think they are, but uh, they're going to have to now go through uh, New England. It's it's, it's going to be a tough situation for uh, Denver. Yes, absolutely. New England is going to be the team that they're going to have to go through in the AFC. The NFC is, is beast. NFC is beast mode. Uh, the AFC, I really, uh, you know, I see Cincinnati being a, a player in this game. But uh, let's face it, when it boils right down to it, uh, the hoodie in New England, uh, they're going to have they're going to have something to say about Denver and what's going to happen. Um, last night did not totally surprise me, Scott, because this team has been sitting on a a goose egg for a couple weeks now, and John Fox he, he even he even admitted it. So. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of work to do, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see what shakes out with the AFC, but uh, New England looks like the favorite for me to be that number one seed. 347-324-5404 is the number uh, if you'd like to call uh, Scott and Mike or ask us any question. Uh, any who do I start, we'll take it on the air. Uh, you can participate in the chat room. The crew here at Red vs. Blue, some of the best minds in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, I uh, apologize for the chat room problems that we've been having, blog talks up to their old tricks, sending out that the show starts at 8 p.m. They've been doing this the last couple of weeks. Our show's starting at 9 p.m. Eastern for I don't know how long. Mike, it's been forever we've been on at 9, but blog talk <laughs> continually yep. sends out the invites at 8 and the chat room problems that we're having. People are getting into the chat room now, though. Welcome, you guys, uh, to Red vs. Blue. Uh, if you'd like to email us, the Red versus blue inbox red blue radio at gmail.com you can tweet us at red blue radio or ff toolbox on sunday morning all of our uh guys and the pros will be on twitter taking your last minute who do i start in tonight's red versus blue poll question mikey rank these teams for the best shot of beating the seahawks at home in the playoffs the niners the panthers or the lions you got to rank those teams uh, for the uh, po- wait a minute, that's not the poll question. Is that the poll question? Where's my uh, Where's my producer here? Hold on, let's see. Let's let's find out. Let's get the uh, let's get the producer. Niners, uh, Panthers, or Lions? Wait a minute, it's that not the right. Niners. It's the Eagles, the Panthers. Although I knew something was wrong. The Eagles, Panthers, or the Lions rank these teams for the best shot of upsetting the Seahawks at home in the playoffs. The Eagles, Panthers or the Lions, and you can rank them accordingly. Mike, what do you, what do you think of that poll question? Yeah, that, that, that's really good uh, uh, because uh, the Eagles, they run their own uh, – they kind of beat to their own drum, so to speak, but uh, they they can still be rattled big time. But Nick Foles has done so well. Uh, Cam Newton, can he be rattled? Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I, I know the Carolina has done such a great job there, um, winning eight out of the last nine. Uh, the Lions, man, this is a team that is just uh, they're, they're 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 emerging big time. But uh, out of this, I would uh, I would give uh, Carolina number one, Philly two, and Detroit three. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look. Uh, I'm gonna take a, a quick peek here in the Facebook page where people have been talking about this. Scott Bonder thinks it's Lions, Panthers, and Eagles. Got a couple of likes on that Lions. Panthers and Eagles. A lot of love for the Lions right now. 
Eagles, Lions, Panthers. Lions, Eagles, Panthers. Panthers, Eagles, Lions. Bears, That's Eagles, me. Lions by Brian Preston. Uh, Robert Fitz, so Lions, Panthers, Eagles. John Miller, Eagles, 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 Bleed Green. Sawyer, Paul Baird, Lions, Eagles, Panthers. Yeah, Mike, it's all, you know, I can make a case. You can make a case for all three of those teams yeah. uh, with a chance to beat the Seahawks. But it's going to be very tough. There's IPS Driver in the chat room. Henry Muto, get paddled, open field ahead. And Paul Theoret, uh, that's, get, that's, uh, that's keep pounding in the Dynasty Football World Championship. Welcome, Paul, to Red versus Blue. Uh, he's the leader of the Dynasty Football cool. World Championship right now as we stand. Mike, yeah, he had uh, Demarius and Peyton Manning going last night. I remember checking out his team. Uh, you got to be a little disappointed about Demarius, Paul, but Peyton's still got you 20. You can't always ask for 30 from your QB every single week. But, but Mikey, a lot of teams got to the championship and to the playoffs with those Broncos. And let's face it, they had a down night. It finally happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was a it was kind of a weird type of game, but uh the uh the old injury bug guy finally showed up, uh Ryan Matthews. You know, who would have expected that he would just continue to pound and pound and pound and uh get the yardage and uh eventually a touchdown uh that he that he got. But uh I tell you what, uh you know, this Philip Rivers and this offense they're kind of resilient and if you're a uh, Denver owner, as far as uh, Peyton and uh, that whole rece- receiving crew, you got to be a little concerned about what's going on right now, wouldn't you think, Scott? Uh, you could get 15 to one on Andre Caldwell scoring the first touchdown last night, and uh, very few people had Andre Caldwell getting the two touchdowns and the start. You know, everybody was kind of assuming that it was going to Jacob Tammy, but the thing is. Look, I can understand last week the emergency situation. Peyton knows Tammy, so he he leans on Tammy. But you couldn't you couldn't go into this week with a full preparation. It wasn't even a full week, but it was a short week of preparation, having that much time to figure out what you're going to do. They 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 use the the slot receiver, and that's Andre Caldwell. So uh, Indiana Pacers are up by four over Charlotte in a good game. Two thirty to go. Uh, and George is a player. Hey, Lance Stevenson there, too. He spins, he drives inside, he lays it in, he's fouled on the shot. Indiana, Indiana Pacers are up with a couple of minutes to go, 96-92. Uh, so the Pacers are still uh, the best like team a in good the league deal. right uh, now. Yeah, yeah and uh, when are you going to invite me up to a uh, Pacers game? By the we'll way. have to do Just that, man. Yeah, you should have came up for that Heat game on Monday night. Uh, but, yeah, poll question, we will be answering those uh We'll be taking those poll questions all night long. Which team do you think has the best shot of upsetting the Seahawks at home in the playoffs, the Eagles, the Panthers, or the Lions? The answers are all over the board. Uh, Mikey, let's get right into it. Uh, Again, that's the poll question, but we're going to get into the Week 15 action. Before before I do, uh, by the way, just a recap on the main event championship uh, coming into the week, um, kind of a monumental performance by Chad Schroeder in both the main event and the Roto Bowl. He was leading it all. And I know you called me this week and you said, what the heck does this guy do? You know, what is he doing that's so special? Uh, Well, you know, I think that's something that's reserved for the high stakes pros. Uh, But we are trying to get and dip into their minds a little bit through this show, through the FF Toolbox website, uh, and through this game that we love. We're getting in and trying to figure these 
pros out, these guys and gals that are always near the top, they do a little something different than the average Joe does. It's, it's a little bit about commitment, probably a lot about commitment. Uh, and dedication to the hobby. We've talked about that in the past. What's the biggest difference between your home leagues and these competitive leagues? Dedication has a lot to do with it. Never taking a week off, never taking uh, time off from waivers, uh, making sure that that's a big part of the game and studying up in the draft. Right. Uh, but there's some other tips and tricks that we're going to learn from these high-stakes pros as we continue to uh, expand our presence on FF Toolbox, which we're real happy to do. And we rolled it out this year. We are, it's our first attempt, the preseason pro that we rolled out. Uh, we got it out right in time before the season started, and we did have some people take advantage of that. But we will continue to build and expand on that, Mike, because I want people to figure out what they do. I mean, there's little things, Mike, that you know you might not do in a draft that these guys do. For example, I was talking to a pro, and they said, look, when I'm in a live draft online from home, I've got my draft board up on one, t- one screen. I've got my draft list uh, down on the table on another. And while I'm on the clock and I'm 15, 20 picks away, I'm looking and predicting the couple of guys that I'm going to pick between. And, you know, in the preseason, there's things changing all the time. They're Googling news, relevant recent news items from training camp and from the fan base, trying to understand what's the going trends right now of this player, player A or player B. Who's winning the camp battle, this player or that player? I mean, it was always James Jones or Jordy Nelson. Nobody kind of knew it, you know, a couple years ago. Uh, and then that kind of became, uh, you know, kind of came into focus, you know, during the season. But in the preseason, you're trying to get any edge you can to make the most smartest pick you can. Now, Mikey, you dominated your Roto Bowl. What did you do this year? What have you done that you may not have been doing a couple of years ago? Well, what I did uh, this year in the Roto Bowl, uh, so to speak, was I went straight to uh, wide receivers because I know it's a passing league. It's a passing league now, and uh, so it was pretty much uh, drafting, uh, getting a couple of cheap running backs uh, right away and a tight end like Jimmy Graham, <laughs> which helps, and then just loading up on wide receivers. So, uh, you know, I, I just went ahead and went wide receivers. It's that, it's that type of league. The league has changed so much. Uh, when I look at the, uh, the names on the uh, main event uh, championship uh, leaderboard for the FFWC, for instance, uh you know, Glenn, Glenn Lowey, I mean, he is, uh, he, he, he's badass. Let's face it. Uh, David Hughes has a, you know, he's, he's got a couple of teams up there and, uh, Chad and Mike Santos. Uh, but there's some, some new and, uh, new and, uh, fresh names there like Jeff, uh, Jeff Hillings and things like that. But, you know, what I did basically, Scott, was I just wanted to grab a solid tight end. A couple of what I would think would be solid running backs, and then I just went running our uh, wide receiver throughout. Yeah, you get you got more than a solid. You got Jimmy Graham, the best in the game, man. That that definitely makes a difference, right? That's your tight end. So uh, yes, he has been he has been a difference maker for for a lot of teams. Okay, let's get into. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Chad for his success in uh, the main event in Rotable. Paul Theoret from the Dynasty Football World Championship. He's leading and also in the chat room tonight. So good luck, fellas. We've got two weeks to go, and uh, this is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. We're going to figure out uh, we can't leave points on the bench. That's the biggest issue we have. If we go to the Bears and the Browns. The controversy all this week, Mike, was whether or not it was Josh McCown or Jay Cutler, and in comes Jay Cutler. Mike, the stats were no lie. Josh McCown was the most efficient fantasy quarterback 
since he's been starting, even above Peyton Manning, he's been just that good. He's been very, very efficient, uh, and he's had some good weapons to utilize with Alshon and Marshall and then Forte in the back the backfield. It should have been McCown, but they went to Jay Cutler. Do you agree with the decision of, of Trestle? No, I I do not. I mean, this is a team that, uh, first off, they, they need to make the playoffs. And uh, in order for them to do that, you, you always have to go by the hot hand. The hot hand is McCown right now. Uh, however, I will say this, uh, Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett, they, they benefited uh, from cover as well. So, you know, it, it, I, I don't mean to be riding the fence, but uh, this is a uh, tough situation, a tough call. But, I, I, you know, I go back to what I said years ago. Systems are systems. And if, uh, if Jay Cutler is able to do the system, then he'll do it just as well as McCown has done. If you're Joe Hayden this week, since that's the big matchup, it's, it is the Browns. Joe Hayden has actually gotten burned uh, the last three weeks. Yeah. He's allowed the opposing number one receiver to score in each of those games. And it's been the Alshon Jeffrey, for the most part, uh, to, to having the lead over Brandon Marshall. But with Jay Cutler back, we know about the chemistry with Marshall. First of all, who do you think that Joe Hayden lines up on? Do you think he's going to – follow either one of these guys do you think he lines up against jeffrey or marshall i think he i think he follows both i think he starts out on marshall to be honest with you scott he'll start out on marshall uh and i think the run will determine everything uh if forte can uh, get off uh you know get off the line and if the line can give him some kind of something then that's going to determine where uh jay goes with the ball this could be – if Hayden does decide to, to match up on Marshall, uh, it is possible that Jeffrey has the bigger day. Look, the secondary receivers yep. have dominated the Browns all year because of Joe Hayden on one side. The Browns have given up a receiver score in seven straight games with a grand total of 11, and that's the secondary wide receivers. Now, we know also about Martellus Bennett. Uh, he, he's been a very good uh, tight end this year. The Browns have allowed eight tight end touchdowns in the last eight games. Uh, so that this is very positive for him. We, we know about Matt Forte. Yeah. Now, the DraftKings segment that we're, uh, we're doing, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire segment that we're going to do, uh, on the Brown side of the ball, we're looking at a running back, Chris Obanaya. Chris Obanaya actually getting some work done very well against Chicago, have 150-plus yards in four straight games. Four total scores in those games, averaging 26 fantasy points per game, Mike. So this is a very good matchup for the backfield. Even if things get a little out of hand, the running backs continue to do well against the Chicago Bears. You also have the hottest wide receiver in the league in Josh Gordon. Mike, I was watching a dynasty league startup draft, right? And we're getting ready to do a mock startup draft if you want to be a part of that. It's going to be fun. We're just going to do it on the message board or something like that. Just have some fun with it. I want to see where these guys are going. You know where Josh Gordon went in the startup dynasty draft? He went with the second pick overall, Mike. The second pick. What do you think about Josh Gordon this week? Uh, He should have a big day. It's hard to bet against Josh Gordon. If you're playing daily daily fantasy games, even with his salary as expensive as it is, it's hard to bet against Josh Gordon. He's, he's had a 75-yard play. Uh, I think the, the, the total is four games in a row. That's just unheard of, Mike. It's unheard got, of for a wide receiver to do what yeah. he's doing. 
And his salary, let me just tell you his salary, 9500 It's up there with the big dogs. It's up there higher than Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I mean, he, he really puts up uh, serious numbers, Scott. I mean, it's been crazy watching, uh, watching the numbers he's been putting up just over and over, week in, week out, for the last three, four weeks. And uh, I, I don't think it's going to stop. <laughs> the guy's good. And uh, just imagine if he was in a uh, really efficient offensive system. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, the guys throwing to him are good. They're NFL caliber, but, I mean, they're not great. I mean, just can, can you imagine if you had a uh, if you had a Brady or a Breeze throwing to this guy? I mean, goodness gracious, it, 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 it's out of this world. But no, he's. I, I mean, I, I think Josh Gordon's going to have a. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good game uh, against Chicago. But uh, I, I, I really, uh, I'm kind of questioning the uh, the running game against Chicago because I really think Chicago might. Shut down the running game just a little bit, but uh, yeah. other than that, I mean, Josh Gordon's gonna—he's gonna do what he can do. Jordan Cameron caught all nine of his targets for 120 and a touchdown. He loves Jason Campbell, loves him some Jordan Cameron, and he has to be in your lineup this week. Chicago gives up 70 yards a game to tight ends, third most in the NFL, Mike, uh, third most. So you gotta wow. have Jordan Cameron back in your lineup this week. He's very solid. It's glad to see that uh, Jordan Cameron is back for fantasy teams. Uh, but Obaniah in your DraftKings lineup, I think he's one of those guys, again, the most uh, valuable per point. When you use the AssMax 1.0, uh, based on FF Toolbox projections, and look, very modest projections for Obaniah, you're getting him for three dimes, for 3000 bucks, the cheapest salary you can get on a running back. Chris Obaniah, $285 per fantasy point. you got to like Chris Obanaya in your line. Hey, He'll be a very popular pick this week. Scott, real quick, uh, you know, I, I saw that on the FF Toolbox, and uh, I, I read through the uh, thread and everything about Ask Max. Uh, can you spend just a couple minutes talking about uh, what that, what, what's that all about? Uh, sure, yeah. Ask Max is the uh, newest application that has been developed by our friends at the Perduco Group. It's our advanced analytics team here at FF Toolbox. And uh, look, basically what we wanted to build here was an application that can help you maximize your profits when you're playing the daily games, hence the words uh, in the name, Ask Max. Uh, it's there to maximize your lineup and your points, and in the, you know at the same time maximize your profits. Now what it does is something that human beings just can't do in your own mind. You have there's millions and millions of different combinations based on the salary cap implications. We offer this application free to all of the FF Toolbox listeners and viewers uh, as beta testers. Just just go on to the message board, say, Hey right. Scott, I want to be a Ask Max beta tester. We'll include you, we'll send you the download, you can check it out. It's got a lineup creator, it's got real time projections, fully customizable, it's got a blacklist. It's got a My Guys feature. It's got a Value KPI feature and a Save Max to save your lineup so you can come back and look at them uh, down the road. Really cool. Uh, I think it's revolutionary for the, the daily games industry. Uh, you need tools to help you win. And they're not telling you exactly who to put in your lineup, but they're basically giving you the ability to customize your projections, and it will do the crunching and say, here, okay, if these projections are what you really think, this is the lineup you should use. It will take a while. 
it runs and runs and runs, and it constantly finds you a better algorithm because it's crunching through millions and millions of possible combinations. Uh, then it'll eventually stop, and it'll say, okay, this is your lineup. So you can go in, and then you can blacklist some guys. You can add some new guys. It's a lot of fun. If you want to be a beta tester, go to the toolbox message boards. Uh, tell me you want to beta test it, and I will send you the link. Only thing we ask for in return is your feedback, and uh, that will help yeah, us you know what? a very fantastic tool. That was pretty cool, Scott, because uh, I saw just immediately about uh, 6, uh, 8, 10, then again 12 uh, different people that just uh, sat there and says, I want to test, I want to test, I want to test, you know, uh, to test out the uh, beta test. And, uh, you know, th- th- that's pretty awesome. You know, it just it expands the uh, horizon of what, what's going on in fantasy football, and, that, and that's pretty awesome. Yep. Uh, let's get to it. Bills at the Jaguars Sunday at one o'clock. I guess the big story here is Jordan Todman uh, very likely gets to start. Maurice Jones-Drew is doubtful with the injury. You can't count on Maurice Jones-Drew against the Bills. You have to like this matchup, Mike. Uh, the Bills are at the very bottom uh, of the league in r- rushing defense. Uh, he would be the lead back. Backs have more than 110 yards rushing with a touchdown in each of the last four games against the Bills, Mike, you have to like Jordan Dobbin, and I don't even care if you've ever seen him play. He, he can receive the ball. He can catch the ball. Uh, he can, he's doing, I, I don't know about his blocking skills. I, I guess that would be the one thing that's going to hold him back. But, look, uh, Chad Henney's going to have to chuck a little bit, uh, but you want to keep the game honest and you want to keep the running back scoring. Jacksonville's hot right now. They're a hot team. As far as a lot of bad teams, they're a pretty hot little team right now. I would not be surprised (laughs) to see the Jags win this game uh, and win it going away. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either, Scott. Uh, Jacksonville, systems are systems. They're they're working toward the future. Uh, Their O-line is doing some things that has helped NJD out in in the past few games. And, uh, you know, it's going to help this kid out as well. So, uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me. And now, I don't know if Jacksonville is going to blow them away, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see Jacksonville win. I mean, not at all. Well, the E.J. Manuel situation last week, they said there were too many plays in the playbook and they were going to condense the plays. Now, that's the opposite of what you should be saying at this time of the year. You should be expanding the book for the for the rookie. They're, it's just kind of going in the wrong direction. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, not a good sign here. Uh, again, the Bills, uh, not good against um, against uh, covering anybody over the last few weeks here, and uh, th- this should be a good game for them. Spiller and Jackson, you can't trust either one of these guys at this point. You definitely can't trust Spiller. I've been telling everybody's been having these who do I starts with C.J. Spiller, and I'm like, I'm not going to recommend C.J. Spiller. I can't do that to you. He hasn't been there for you all year. He hasn't been getting the snaps. I, can't do it. I want somebody that's what? on the field. And it's going to get you snaps. Yeah, can he bust a 60-yarder or an 80-yarder at any time? Yeah, he's still C.J. Spiller. He can still do that. But not when he's only getting – look, he only got 26 snaps last week. We're talking about a Patriots and Broncos team that, you you know, and We're talking about getting playoffs. 80 and 90 uh, snaps. What did you say? I, I said we're talking about playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> uh, what about what, – what, <laughs> you, you were going into uh, Jim Mora uh, – Ramp there. Playoffs. Uh, yeah. What about playoffs? Uh, what about uh, Stevie Johnson? What about his uh, chances this weekend against Jacksonville? I think he's got a pretty good shot, Scott. 
Well, yeah. Look, this is uh, this is this is one of the bright spots on the team that they do that they can do. Uh, they can get the ball to Stevie Johnson, and that's what they're going to need to do. Uh, that's the, really the only thing that you can count on uh, for that Bills squad. I can't I can't tell you that they're going to get the ball uh, to the running, uh, you know, and what the running backs are going to do. Jacksonville, uh, middle of the pack against wide receivers. I'll tell you, Buffalo's one of the worst. So I would have a lot of faith in Cecil Shorts this week. I probably have more faith in Cecil Shorts than I would Stevie Johnson, if you ask. Uh, but I'm going to put you to the test here, Mikey. Uh, the Bills, huh? Spiller, Fred Jackson, or neither in your lineup? Uh, I, would, I would go with Spiller. You would go with Spiller. Okay. I would go with I would, Fred Jackson. I, I would. I would go with Fred Jackson over Spiller. He's been the he's been the more consistent uh, fantasy option. And yes, I know again he can he can he can bust the big one. But even the week that Spiller busted the big one, Fred Jackson outscored him. He had twenty three points too. So I would still count on Fred Jackson, who has uh, in the last four weeks outscored C.J. Spiller. Uh, there's been one week that C.J. Spiller outscored Fred Jackson all year. Why am I going to tell you to start C.J. Spiller if that's the case? I'm not. So uh, let's move on. Uh, we, we've got the next game on the docket here. Seahawks at the Giants, Mike. Wow. Uh, this game sets up for the Seahawks wide receivers, actually, to do okay in this game. Uh, and the, the Giants, again, this is a, one of the bad, bad years for Eli Manning. You can't trust anybody. The drought, uh, we've got the board, the chalkboard up here in the room in the office. Hakeem Nix, that's 16 straight games. He has not scored a touchdown, and he's been below six fantasy points in seven of his last ten, Mike. Victor Cruz hasn't scored in nine straight games and has just one double-digit game during that run. So, uh, Mike, Victor Cruz against Sherman, you have to bench Victor Cruz. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been been benching Victor Victor Cruz for a long time. You've been staying with him. Good for you. You've been staying with him. I cannot I cannot start Victor Cruz. I cannot start anybody on this New York Giants defense. Or, I mean offense. I'm sorry. Uh, especially against Seattle's defense. Uh, you know, I know this game's at home. It's in the Meadowlands. But uh, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference. The only, the, the only bright shining moment might be the running game. Uh, get paddled in the chat room. Playoff flex PPR. He's starting Geo over Cruz. Agree. I agree. Now again, look. I don't want to overreact here. Uh, Victor Cruz. Let's just go back to his weeks. Ten point eight. This is dating back to week six. Ten point eight. Ten. Fifteen point six. Then he had the buy. Sixteen. Four. Fourteen. It's it's almost like an every other kind of week thing. Nine last week. So I mean. He's still Victor Cruz. He's very hard to cover, even in the short game. Eli should get him some work. I would predict him to be somewhere around 10 to 12 points. But Geo gives you 15 to 20, right? Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. I'm kind of in the 15 Especially to 20 range for Geo. Geo's going to get Pittsburgh. Yeah. For Cruz. Yeah. 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 Uh, Geo's going to get Pittsburgh. The one question I haven't been able to really answer very well is these Andre Brown questions. I mean, look, he's going to get a lot of work. Uh, but he's been involved in some very difficult who do I starts. Uh, and and, and I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to give you guys a point number that I think he can produce in this game. Seattle, surprisingly. I mean, just don't, don't go blindly thinking that Seattle is just a great defensive 
uh, team against the run, okay? They have given up some yards this year. They have given up a lot of receptions to running backs, 76 receptions to running backs. What does that tell you? The quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to get the, the ball out to receivers. He's dumping it. What else does it tell you? I don't know. Somebody else tell me in the chat room. What does that say? 76 receptions to running backs? Uh, so and twelve hundred yards. So there is opportunity here for the running backs to get involved, uh, but uh, I wouldn't expect a twenty point day. Andre Brown had his goal line touchdown last week robbed, and he still posted close to hundred yards. He's got at least ninety or a touchdown in all five games this year. Uh, the fact is, no back has scored on Seattle in six straight games. Gore did run for one hundred and ten against him. When he broke that big one, I was pretty proud of Gore for that run, but that was about it. So. Would you start Andre Brown knowing that Novak has scored on Seattle in six straight games? I think he's pretty good, but uh, I don't know what else, if he's going to get in the end zone. Yeah, you know what, Scott? I don't think I could start Andre Brown, but, I mean, like you said, I mean, the stats are uh, stats are pretty solid. I mean, you know, when he, around the red zone, he, he's good, he's solid, and the over and under is 45 and a half, so that means uh, a lot of points are, are going to be scored, but uh, – no, I'm sorry, it's the old nurse, it's 41 and a half. It's at home. So, uh, I think even though it's against Seattle, it's at home. I think I would start Andre Brown. If I'm yeah, Tom Coughlin, yeah. you know what I'm doing? I'm trying to get this season over with. And you know how you do that? Right. You make this game as quick and short as possible. You run the ball. You know what I'm saying? You just want to get this season yeah. over with if you're Tom Coughlin, and you're at home. You'd like to get the win, but more importantly, you just want to get the hell out of here. I think yeah. I, I think I'd get Brown in there. Yeah, it, it uh, wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I don't think I'd start him. But uh, I, I don't know. You never know. Which wide receiver do you like this week, Seattle? It seems like one of the wide receivers could have a big day. Is it Golden Tate? Is it Doug Baldwin? Is it Javon Kirst? I mean, it's 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 kind of a it's a little difficult hmm. to understand which one he's going to go to. All the snaps are very even across the board. Doug Baldwin leading the team in snaps. 91% of the plays he's out there, then Golden Tate at 85%, and Kearse at 75%. No Percy Harvin this week, so you can't get excited about that. Zach Miller is the tight end, even though the Dynasty guys and the Dynasty freaks are talking about Luke Wilson. I hear you guys, but just calm down, settle down a little bit till uh, <laughs> Zach Miller's turn. Niners at the Buccaneers. Mike, we better get going because we're running out of time here. Niners at the Bucks. What do we really want to know? What To me, it's who's going to be matched up on Darrell Revis. Is it Antoine Bolden? Or is it Michael Crabtree? Who's going to have the bigger day? I, I think uh, I think Michael Crabtree is going to have a big day. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Last week was kind of like the last week of training camp, the last week of uh, uh, spring training, so to speak. Uh, I think Michael Crabtree is going to have a nice day. But let's face it, Anquan Bones going to be nice. I'm really, really uh, looking forward to seeing what Tampa Bay does against uh, San Francisco. I I see some of them wideouts being nice. Uh, this is very difficult for me to understand. Bolden and Crabtree both do line up in the slot occasionally. The slot position has torched the Bucks. They've murdered them with a touchdown in five of the last six. Wide receivers have at least 25 fantasy points in five of the last six against the Bucks. Crabtree did play a full slate of snaps last week, caught four of his eight targets. I'm thinking that Revis will match up against Bolden. That's my hunch. My hunch says he'll line up against Bolden. 
But then again, I think he'll also see a little bit of Crabtree, too. I don't think it's going to be all game. So I think both of these guys can get a little bit of work here. Mike Glennon, I was totally wrong about in the offs. And in the, in when, he, when he got the job, He's I was good. totally wrong. Multiple scores in six of the last nine. Got to be pretty valuable. He did get V-Jax back going. Rainey bounced back with 127 yards on that big run after he had that big run. He didn't really do much after it. The Niners have allowed at least 75 yards rushing to backs in six straight games. Backs have rushed for a touchdown in three of the last five. So he does have a chance to be a starter. Just proceed with caution. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Tim Wright. People have asked me about Tim Wright. Only one tight end is top 60 yards against the Niners this year. Don't use Tim Wright. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I really think uh, this game has a chance for uh, for for Mike Lennon. Mike Lennon, I think, can have a big game, in my opinion, uh, because they're going to be coming from behind. But, uh, you know, I, it's just Crabtree. This is Crabtree's coming out party, and uh, this is for him in Tampa, and he's going to have a fun time doing it. Oh, by the way, I would not start Frank Gore. Bucks have allowed only two touchdowns to running backs all year. They haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher in five straight uh, or a group of backs to get 100 yards in three straight. They're only averaging 10 points a game in the last three. Tampa run defense is getting a little stingy under Shiano. Eagles at the Vikings, total shootout on the Eagles side of the ball. You start all your Eagles. The Vikings are pathetic. The Vikings are bad. They've allowed multiple touchdowns, seven straight games to quarterbacks. You've got to get Nick Foles in here. It's going to be a big day city for them. Adrian Peterson, he says he's going to play, but maybe not. Kobe Gerhardt's got a strained hammy. He may not play. You're, you're really getting down to the, to the, to the, uh, to the nothingness here uh, with the running back. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who is in there. Uh, if it's not Peterson or Gerhardt, you're not, you're not getting them in your lineup. Uh, Greg Jennings well, leads the team recently with 19 targets, but I like Corderell Patterson as my upside flyer. He has a score each of the last two, three of his last five. He's looking really good. Well, see, Scott, uh, I kind of disagree with you real quick uh, in this game. I, I really love the fact if if there's any way that Toby Gerhardt is active and will play and Adrian Peterson does not, man, you've got to plug in a, uh, Toby Gerhardt. I, I really believe that Toby Gerhardt is going to have a uh, big game against uh, Philly. Well, Mike, let me ask you. Uh, I thought like you did early on in the week when I wrote my Secret Stars article on Wednesday morning, I put Toby Gerhardt in there as my Secret Star running back, right? I mean, he's very cheap on DraftKings. He's only 5000 I said, how can your what? lineup not have Ger- Gerhardt? He seems like a lock for 10 to 15 fantasy points with 20-point upside if he scores. And you can look at the stats. He showed a lot of bursts in that 41-yard carry. My only question, since Wednesday morning, and things things changed since then, he's very yes. – I mean, look, the guy's got to practice. He's got to get through a practice. And exactly. if you can't get through a practice, why would I think that you're going to get through a violent football game? Why would exactly. you be able to even – I mean, even if you started, he might only get a couple carries. It's like he has not stepped – he has not stopped experiencing pain in his foot, right? Now, he can say he's going to – you know, uh, or this hamstring. Uh, Peterson's hurt too, but Gerhardt, he's he's questionable. I just can't uh, light participant on Friday. I, I'm not somebody that. It's almost like the Reggie Bush deal. Even if Reggie starts the game, and we're, I know we're jumping ahead to the Monday game, but even if he starts, how long is he going to last? I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm not t- feeling I'm good t- about this whole situation. Yeah, I, I'm sitting here between uh, Richard Mendenhall or Toby Gerhardt, so I I guess I. I 
I'm guess I got to go ahead and start uh, Rashard Menhall again. But uh, you know, I, I was just thinking, you know, if, if this situation lines out, if uh, if Toby Gerhardt is, uh, I, I mean, if he's right and good to go, then I'm going with him. Uh, but uh, you know, we just got to figure out the game time decision. But Hammies, I don't like Hammies. Nobody likes Hammies. No, uh, the Hammy, the Hammy lingers. Uh, the Hammy lingers. Uh, ben Tate was limited in Wednesday's practice. Somebody's asking in the chat room. Uh, that was the last word we've gotten on Ben Tate, so hopefully we can get something else going on him. Redskins at the Falcons. This is the Kirk Cousins game. He does get to start. Uh, it sounds like RG3's bench for the year. I've, I've heard rumors that Shanahan wants to be fired, and that's, you know, uh, maybe there's only 32 head coaches in the NFL, right, and, and uh, he wants to yeah. be out of there. So. Uh, you've got the Redskins. One of the guys, the high stakes guys, was telling me the other day, he said, look, this sets up uh, for a good opportunity for these other wide receivers uh, to, to, to produce. If you are a Washington Redskin uh, backup quarterback, who are you practicing with? If you're Kirk Cousins, you're practicing with the backup wide receivers, right? So this gives you an opportunity to take a deeper look at somebody like an Aldrich Robinson or something. You know, Now, again, I'm not telling you to start him. But I'm saying at the end of the game, what you might see is you might see him really getting some something going with like the Aldrich Robinsons, uh, the Josh Morgan, some of the guys that weren't on the, you know, like the Pierre Garçon. So I'm, I want to be very careful with Pierre Garçon and Kirk Cousins. I don't know if there's going to be chemistry there. Uh, hopefully there is. Hopefully you can still trust Garçon. You got to put him in your lineup. He's Pierre Garçon. You got to get him in there. Alfred Morris. A lot of people have asked us about Alfred Morris. Uh, they have allowed a touchdown and more than 20 fantasy points in five of the last seven games. That means uh, against Washington, it's a dream matchup for them. Matt Ryan on, on that side of the ball, big, big game for Matt Ryan coming. Roddy White, big game for him coming. you got to like this for both these guys. I even like it for Harry Douglas, uh, Tony Gonzalez. I think it's a Matt Ryan good game. If you're playing DraftKings, Matt Ryan is a very cheap quarterback this week and the most valuable quarterback on the board next to Cam Newton. So if you want to spend seventy five hundred at DraftKings, put Matt Ryan in your lineup. If well, you can spend a little bit more, seventy nine hundred will get you Cam Newton against the Jets, who haven't stopped anybody either of those guys. But Mike, there's a lot of fantasy points to go around in this game. Uh, Scott, bottom line is this is the second second most uh, over and under game on the Vegas board. So wow. that tells me that there's going to be points scored, just like you said. Mm-hmm. There's going to be there's points all over the place. Now it's yeah. trying to figure out which one and which player is going to do it. But uh, there, there's going to be points scored all over the place in this game. And uh, you know I I don't know who's going to be. I, I really think Alfred Morris is going to be a huge factor. Uh, not necessarily Kirk Cousins, but uh, you know I think Alfred Morris and uh, I, I expect uh, I expect Atlanta and their offense to explode. I mean Atlanta's a seven point favorite with this forty nine and a half point spread. So uh, I'm a little worried. A, I'm a little worried about Alf. He's only got thirty seven carries in his last three games combined, Mike. It's a little scary. But Kirk Cousins, I'm not worried about it at all. Every quarterback not named Matt Flynn has produced multiple touchdowns <laughs> against those same Falcons in 2013. So very good for Kirk Cousins' debut this week. Patriots at the Dolphins, Mikey. Uh, I went into this week saying that Shane Vereen is the guy that's going to be on the million-dollar lineups. 
He's going to be on the World Championship lineup, the FFPC, the NFFC. He's going to be on the championship lineup. He's the guy. I think he'll play an even bigger role now that the Gronkowski's out. He was targeted 17 times in Week 14 and caught 12 of them. Okay? He's got a touchdown in each of the last two games. He's a must-start. Everybody's loving the, the Shane Green. The question now is, with Gronk out, what does Tom Brady do? Right? Here's how I see it. You've got Amendola. You've got Edelman. You've got this situation with the injury to uh, Kimbrell Tompkins. You've got Dobson, who finally showed up in practice, but I'm not counting on him yet. Kimbrell Tompkins makes his return to Miami, makes his return to friends and family in the stands. He has been practicing. I'm going to bet that he plays. If he plays, Mike, he plays the X position on the field. He will start, and he'll play just about every play on the field. Now, I don't know how healthy he's going to be when he's running routes out there, but very likely he's going to get a lot of work. So he's my sneaky sleeper guy for the week. I also like Amendola. He's really coming on uh, as far as uh, number of snaps. He hasn't turned it into performance yet. He hasn't reached 55 yards in a game since week nine, 55 in only two games this year. So I'm not really ready to trust him. But thats uh, I don't think Tom Brady falls apart. I think the people are, are pre- predicting his demise way too early. Uh. They're, they're going back to the days where, remember when he didn't have Gronk? He didn't have Vereen then either, okay? He didn't have Amendola then either. He didn't have his weapons. That's why he was looking bad. He's got, he's, got, he's got Vereen back. He's got Amendola back. This team's going to be okay. We got two scenarios we're looking at, Scott, in this game. This is the biggest game of the weekend, in my opinion. Uh, mm. New England, if they win and continue to win out, they got the number one seed. They're at home throughout the playoffs, which means a lot if if they have to face Denver. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but a big thing, Miami, they're still fighting to make the playoffs. Now, get this: New England's only a one point favorite. In this game, wow. well, I mean, it's in Miami. It, I mean, it's in Miami. It's in, uh, it's in Miami. Now, here's another thing: Tom Brady, his arm. Let's face it, he's uh, on a pitch count, so to speak. He's on a pitch count, so they're watching how many uh, how many uh, throws Who, he's. Where in. are you getting this, man? I get where all kinds of information. Get, okay, well, okay, well you. Tom Brady is on a pitch over. count. Tom Brady okay, is on a pitch to, count. We're going to have to talk about this after the show. Uh, I'm, I'm just start getting I'm emails just about you. Tom Brady because Mike said that Brady's on a pitch no, count. Okay? I, no, no, he's on a pitch count. I'm not going to bench him, but I'm just saying he's on a pitch count. I would not start Tom Brady in this game. Miami's defense is good. They're at home. Watch them. Okay, Ryan Tannehill has been heating up. Uh, he's been on fire, actually. 25-plus fantasy points in each of his last two games. He got 29 last week. He has at least 19 in four of his last five. New England just still have 391 to gamble last week in three scores. So uh, five of the last six quarterbacks to face the pass have thrown for multiple passing touchdowns. Three of the last five have 32-plus points. Big day for Ryan Tannehill coming up. He's just been that hot. Hartline scored in each of the last two games. Wallace matched up last week uh, against his uh, former friends there in, in Pittsburgh. And now uh, it's a keep to leave matching up with Wallace. So you got to like this for Mike Brian Hartline and Charles Clay. Charles Clay has yep. been the man. Remember the, uh, the, Graham, uh, the Graham or the Gronk uh, comparisons early in the year? Everybody kind of cooled off of him. And the Dynasty fans, I started to see him get traded a little bit. 
look, if you got Charles Clay and Dynasty, you're going to be you're going to be set. He's he's a weapon. Here's the game I wanted to get to: Texans at the Colts. Mike, living here in Indianapolis, we're all about some Day Rick Rogers, as his mama calls him. Apparently, it's Day Rick. Everybody's been calling him Direct. Uh, Day Rick Rogers looks fantastic. He's six three. He had some problems heading into the draft, and, and, and in college, he got kicked off some teams. Uh, but look, apparently. People in the close to the organization, they say he's the first at practice and the last to leave. And he looked good out there. He's running the routes that Darius Hayward Bay was brought in to run, Mike. These crossing patterns yep. over the middle and these long fades and these and these seams. That's what he's there to do. And if he can do those, right? And if he can keep his head above water and keep, you know, from going the Josh Gordon round and the and the uh, Justin Blackman round. The kid has an opportunity here to really be involved. Now, I like T.Y. Hilton this week, but LeVon Brazil's been banged up. And if LeVon Brazil's not in there, talking about Dayrick and T.Y. having a nice day against the Texans this week, no matter how good the Texans have been. Wow, very interesting, Scott. Uh, on the on the first uh, line of my paper here, I've got Riley Cooper or T.Y. Hilton. Hm. Yeah, I like T.Y. There's a wow. lot of stats out there that you can look up that will show you the night and day comparison between outdoor and indoor T.Y. Hilton. Indoor T.Y. Hilton, much more effective but, than the outdoor. He hasn't been he hasn't been well. Uh, nope. Schwartz is the only receiver to score on the Texans in the last three games. Uh, but, I, again, Hilton leads the team in snaps. I would still put Hilton in there. Derrick, or Dayrick, led the team in targets, caught six of them. Very talented kid, and you got to keep an eye on him uh, in your in your dynasty leagues. He's somebody yeah, you that were should, on, be, uh, should be rostered. Yeah, uh, Scott, you were on uh, Sirius XM, and uh, you know I uh, heard uh, heard part of that show talking talking about Day Rick and Dow Rick or whatever. But uh, you know this kid's a serious player, man. I mean, oh wait a minute, a, you've up, you've upgraded to the Sirius XM world. They they got satellite radio down there in Brandenburg, Kentucky. No, I put aluminum foil on it, and then, and then I put a progressive uh, can of uh, chicken soup and stuff. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I saw it, and it, it, it was awesome stuff, man. It, it was good stuff, and uh, you know this kid's going to be a great player. Uh, can he steal some of Ty this week? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, Andre Johnson, you a know, must start. He's a dominant player. I think you have to have him in your DraftKings lineup uh, just because I think he's going to have a very Big day. Ben Tate, backs have at least 100 yards rushing in three straight and five of the last six. Colts have given up a rushing touchdown, at least 96 yards rushing in five straight games to running backs. So, you know, as much as I don't like Ben Tate, I think you got to start him and get him in there. This whole Case Keenum, rest of the way guy, okay, he's looking okay. I, Garrett Graham has been very heavily involved. I think all these guys have got to be in your off uh, in your lineup this week. Yeah. There's no reason to pitch yeah. them. And I mean, if we start getting into the okay, there's one on the here. Here's a couple in the chat room here. Uh, no. that, oh, they're already talking about the uh, Rainy or Joyke, man. Uh, Rainy or Joyke Bell. Ooh, that's a Ooh. that's a tough one. I like I like Bell at home. I like I think I like Bell at home. I think I like Joyke Bell. Bobby Rainy. Uh, just at the Panthers, we have ten minutes to go and uh, seven games to go, Mike. We're not going to get there. Uh, what do you like about Jets Panthers? Anything? You start Cam Newton for sure. Uh, Steve yep. Smith and LaFell and Greg Olson should be in your lineup. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think you can start anybody other than the Jets. This may no. be the finally the first week of the season. Now that Ivory is not in your lineup, 
and uh, the Jets' defense pretty much is not in your lineup anymore, this is the first week that you're probably not starting any New York Jets, uh, as pointed out by uh, Boomerang Penn on the, uh, on the hangout. Chiefs at the Raiders. Uh, let's roll right through this one, Mike. The biggest, the biggest thing that I think you need to take away from this game is Rashad Jennings. He is, if he's healthy, which it looks like he is, you have to remember the pre-injury Rashad Jennings was dominant. He was a starter that had to be in your lineup, and running backs have rushed for over 100 yards in four of the last five games against the Chiefs, okay? This is a, this is a game that Rashad Jennings is, should be in your lineup. Rod Streeter, I know there's the Denarius Moore talk, but Rod Streeter had his best game of the year with 7 for 130 and a touchdown against the Jets. Yuck. No surprise. He has five-plus yeah. catches and 80-plus yards in three of the last four games. And I even went a little bit further, Mike. I saw he had 80 yards in four of the last six. Streeter's actually becoming a dependable option with Matt McGloin. Yeah, this, this game, uh, Streeter, he's been solid all year long, and uh, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me uh, to see him uh, catch one for, uh, you know, I, I see him getting, getting a touchdown, uh, I say five for eighty, and uh, but the over and under is forty-one and a half. It's a very low number. Kansas City is a four and a half point favorite. This Kansas yeah. City defense is not bad at all. So all right, I don't know. So Dwayne Bowe scored in three of the last four. You got to get him in there. Um, and uh, yeah, Marcel Reese seems like the 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 best producer on the team and the most disliked by his own coaching staff because he never gets the opportunity. Saints at exactly. the Rams. You start all your Saints. You start Colston now. He's back. Uh, him and him and uh, uh, Drew Brees obviously have something going. The backfield, this might be the week they get things turned around. Pierre Thomas has been held under 30 in each of his last two games. And Sproles yeah. uh, has been doing terrible in his last 11. He only has more than six points in two of those last 11, so he has not been good at all. You can't trust either one of those guys yet, but I think it might be the game that's setting up for the – you know, maybe Stacy breaks a big run in the first half, but I think at the end of the day, the Saints are going to be too much for the Rams. And then in the second yeah. half, the Rams are going to be asked to throw to keep up with the Saints, and then the Saints' defense is going to start teeing off on them. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, not much else I really want to do with the with the Rams this week. No, uh, exactly. I mean, you nailed it. Uh, I still I still say uh, Jimmy Graham's going to be a definite target for uh, Drew. Drew's oh, yeah. going to have fun with for him. Sure. So uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Cardinals at Titans at four thirty. Mikey, uh, Cardinals have been looking better. They've been looking better. Palmer's looked good. He's been hot, uh, and he had the elbow injury, and he should have hit. My, I mean, Michael Floyd was open, and he threw it to him twice. And Floyd let it bounce off of his chest twice in a row at the end of the game. Floyd had a very bad game, and he is not himself. He only caught two of his five balls, disappointing 26 yards. He had been very hot. And this is a team uh, Tennessee has not allowed – they had not allowed a receiver touchdown since week two. Uh, so, look, Fitzgerald and Palmer, that's not Denver. It's not Demarius and, and Peyton out there. Tennessee is a very stiff defense here. I wouldn't go in expecting a big game from Fitzgerald or Floyd. Uh, I do like, uh, I do like, you know, Chris Johnson and Fitzpatrick maybe to get a little yep. something going here. Maybe even Sean Green. It only takes a, a play or two for Chris Johnson to bust one to the house. Uh, so Fitzpatrick, exactly right. he's a, he's one going to be one of the hotter quarterbacks down the stretch. Ryan Fitzpatrick will be a fantasy star. You heard it here these last couple of weeks. 
He had been below 20 points in each of his last two games, but I think Fitzpatrick's going to get things going uh, for his fantasy owners. Uh, and you also have Delaney Walker. This is his best friend. <laughs> and you've got a tight end that scores against uh, the worst tight end defense we've seen in years in Arizona because of those blitzing linebackers. They're not coverage linebackers. They're blitzing linebackers, so Delaney Walker will have a big day. Mikey Packers at the Cowboys, anything come to mind here? Uh, first thing that comes to mind is uh, DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray has been impressive uh, in the last couple games, and I really expect them to utilize him as much as they can against Green Bay. Uh, this is a uh, well. This is a go or go home type of game for Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will not be there, so you're going to have to rely on Matt Flynn again. Uh, if you're uh, Jordy Nelson owners, which I am, uh, you got to hope that uh, you know it's going to open up for him, and it might because Dallas Dallas defense is pretty weak. So uh, this is this so very I, weak, uh, very very bad. Yeah, I, I expect a big game out of uh, DeMarco Murray. Uh, I expect a big game out of uh, Des Bryant. And I also expect a big game out of Jordy Nelson. Well, unless there is something more than meets the eye here with this injury, to, to, to Des Bryant back injury, he could be the decoy that's out there. And that may be the only plausible explanation that I can understand why Tony Romo's not getting the ball to Des Bryant. It's kicking me off, and I don't understand it. And I can only think that Dez is out there and he's injured because he hasn't been effective at all. Jordy, not been effective, of course. None of the wide receivers really have. Boykin's pretty much done. Uh, but, yeah, very bad defense for Dallas. The worst against the run, the worst against the pass. If the Packers can't get it going in this game, they might as well call it quits. Bengals at the Steelers. This is the game, Mike, we said it early <laughs> in the season, that the yep. Bengals, this, these are the types of games the Bengals have to win if they want to be taken seriously because they're looking like crap if they're going to let this season fall apart. They're 7-6. and six. They're trying to keep stay above water here and keep this division, but you've got the Ravens charging, trying to go and get this division, and it's Pat Pittsburgh. Who wins this game, Mike? Oh, I think Cincinnati wins. They're going to, they're going to use a running game, but – the, the key the key here, uh, Scott, is Andy Dalton has become a game manager. He's not become a thrower. He's become a game manager, and he's going right, to use me, A.J. Green whenever he needs to. Go ahead. Okay, let me ask you. A.J. Green, we only have three minutes left in the program. In five career starts, just one game has he, per, has he thrown for multiple touchdowns. Does he throw for multiple touchdowns in this game? No. No, absolutely not. It's going to be A.J. Green. It might be G.O. It's going to be distributed uh, amongst the masses. Yeah, well, you got to hope uh, the stats lie. Uh, you got to hope that Giovanni Bernard has the opportunity. He has the opportunity to take one of the house at any time. Stats would say otherwise that he doesn't have the opportunity. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, uh, 88 yards for a touchdown in eight straight games. That will be tested this week. No running back has scored against the Bengals in nine straight games. Exactly. So, be looking out for that. that. Emmanuel, yep, that. Emmanuel Sanders mm-hmm. has scored in each of the last three games and has at least five catches in all three. He is actually a very solid wide receiver three now. Yeah, and, you know, that's where I was going with that Cincinnati defense. They're no joke. I mean, the Bengals, they love playing on the road too. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a tough uh, tough test for Pittsburgh this week. 
last minute. We finally got it in. The Ravens at the Lions on Monday night. I pray that the Reggie Bush owners get some kind of clarity on Sunday before the game so you can make your lineup decisions because, look, bottom line is this. I have him in a league. I don't trust him. And, and the bottom line is he can score you 25, but a lot of backs can score you 25. A lot of players can score you 25. And I'm just not going to trust that he gets in there and he plays the whole game. If, I, if I'm the Lions and I got Joy Bell, if, if Bush gets strained or gets dinged up after a couple of carries, they're going to take him out. So I don't trust him. I trust all the other Lions. I pretty much trust all the other Ravens. Torrey Smith should have a big day. Dennis Pitta and Joe Flacco should have a decent day against the Lions. Mike, that's all the time we have, dude. Uh, play the draft if game, I, if, if, win a million dollars. If I'm a Calvin Johnson owner, I'm loving We're life. Out of time. We're out of time. See you later. Into later, this world, all alone. You gotta take your soul. You're on your own. The crow flies straight. Gotta look this life in the
listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.